Hey, creator, I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. And before we get started with today's podcast with Lisa Landers, she's going to teach us tips and tricks with how to be an influencer and a little behind the scenes for influencer campaigns. I wanted to talk to you about my sponsor, apeopleschoice.com. That's apeopleschoice.com. They prepare all sorts of legal documents for you, including divorce documents, probate documents, corporate formation documents. What's so wonderful is for one small price, you can sign up, enter your information, and then the case handlers will take it from there and you will get your legal documents processed, filed with the court, and done in short order. So if you would like to check out getting your legal documents prepared, go to a peopleschoice.com. That's a peopleschoice.com and get all your legal documents prepared there. I want to tell you that today's podcast, if you go to iancorzine.com and you want to get some legal document templates, I have a 20% off code for you. And I will tell you what that code is at the end of today's podcast. But if you want legal documents, legal uh, templates, go to iancorzine.com. All right, let's get to the show. Are you ready? It's live from Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian Corzine. Welcome to the Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. I'm on a crusade to help social media creators understand the law and protect artistic freedom online. Today, I'm going to be joined by Lisa Landers. She is an expert. She's an in, in influencer campaigns. She's done some for Amanda Stanton of The Bachelor, the TV show. Uh, she's also worked for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we're going to talk about today behind the scenes access to influencer campaigns and some tips and tricks that you upcoming influencers out there can use so that you don't get burned and you make money out there uh, representing the different brands that there are out there. By the way, if any time you want to contact me during this podcast, you can reach me by email at podcast at iancorzine.com. That's podcast at iancorzine.com. Or you can always hit me up on Twitter at iancorzine. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Lisa Landers. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And for that wonderful introduction, um, I'm <laughs> going to take that from you and introduce myself always like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm happy to just come on any show and be the introducer guy. Uh, honestly, you're so busy. You're dealing with lots of big clients. Uh, thank you for making time for us. We really appreciate it. You know, I like to begin our podcast always with a quick little story of maybe you helping someone. It could be a personal anecdote or it could be something in business. Do you have any story for us where you help someone? Um, well, yes. I mean, we just recently partnered with Elspace. It's a big brand. They do, they've been in business for about 20 years. And as you know, COVID has changed the way we do business. Um, we have three brick and mortar. So that's been a, a challenge for us to kind of feel, feel out the new climate and what we're going to do going forward. And we're known for our huge events with influencers. Um, we've done one with Emily Simpson from The Real Housewives. We've done one with Amanda Stanton, as you just mentioned, from The Bachelor to launch her new line. So a lot of our business does come from these fun events and these big partnerships. So we recently partnered with Elspace. And um, as you know, as I'm sure some people know, the, the domestic abuse rate has gone up when people were in quarantine and during COVID. So we partnered with a local charity called Laura's House and gave sales from our virtual trunk show back to um, this organization in order to help. And we love 
partnering with people and doing charitable events and making um, our message equally important about the fashion and the fun stuff, but also being able to use our platform to help people. So that was something that we just recently did with Elspace and it was so much fun and so successful. That's really awesome that you're giving back there. Can you name the, the charity again so people can go to the website and maybe contribute themselves? Yes, it's laurashouse.org. And if you guys go to our social media, we have it in our highlights and there's a link for that as well. And again, laurashouse.org and they are based in Orange County. Awesome. That is so great to hear that you're doing that. You also mentioned one little thing. I think you said a virtual truck sale. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Uh, Tell us about that. That sounds interesting. So nobody knew what this is. I mean, it was kind of hard to wrap your mind about what is a virtual trunk show. Ladies usually come, um, we have events where we have drinks and food and in-store activations usually followed with discounts. So our parties are really based about brands and brand awareness. Um, We tend to get a big influx of people coming to our community events that we host. And we usually do about, I would say probably six or seven a year. It's a big part of our community where we call it the Swirl Society. Mm-hmm. And these are all loyal customers and people that know the shop, influencers. Um, so we are known for our events. So with that being said, we have not been able to do any events this spring, <laughs> as you can imagine. So what's, what's interesting for us is we were thinking about how can we translate what we do in store virtually. And what we came up with is a virtual trunk show. So we were showcasing product. And again, you can go to our store highlights. It's on Swirl Boutique at Instagram. And we had the owner of the company come in, have a live model trying on product. Um, I was showing product in my store and giving people a sneak peek. Let's say you live in the Midwest and you don't, you can't have access to one of our stores. So you were able to come see our store you were able to see our product and how we would style it. And we even had like a virtual Pilates session so people could get their workout in too. And at the end, um, the owner and I made our favorite cocktail. So we finished it off with a nice cheers and again, kept um, using influencers. I believe Tenley Molzon from The Bachelor. We had Emily Simpson and Ashley Zarlin, who was an original castmate on the Orange County Housewives. They all pitched in and also showcased their really cool styles. And we had set up shops on the online store and that people got access to the online store and use their codes in order to purchase the product. And obviously every sale was going back to Laura's house as well. So that's awesome. Now, when you say virtual trunk sale, like did you, did you display on screen like a trunk or, or you just have images that people can look and select from? So the trunk show is more, that's, it's a fashion term. So it usually oh, means sorry. that all, <laughs> I, I know, right? So train my lack of knowledge. Where a brand would bring, let's say you you carry a brand in store, they would bring all the full collection of their line would be at that store for that particular day. So your clients would have access to more styles than usual if they were shopping in store on a regular day. Um, and so with that being said, Elspace and I, we had partnered on showcasing the entire line on our website directly so people could shop from us and Elspace would drop ship the item to their home with a cute little gift. And we made a special, special day out of it. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds really, really exciting. That's great. Now you're talking about a lot of connections to influencers and the people on TV shows. I imagine you didn't start working with people on TV shows. How did you get started in this fashion industry in this kind of niche little area where you're working with people on TV for fashion and also on influencers on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and those kind of things? Well, the biggest piece of advice um, I received from one, um, I would say a reality star was just ask. Um, You'd be surprised 
that how many people don't get asked to, you know, we, to just wear their clothing. These gals want to wear the cute stuff. They, you have it in store. So what we were told and what I was told is just ask. And the worst they can say is no. And I feel that people are afraid to approach women at that stature or mm-hmm. influencer at that stature because they're afraid of budget. They're afraid of maybe the word no. Um, but we just started asking and then that kind of trickled into, oh, well, I'm going to tell my other friend in the industry. I'm going to tell my other friend in the industry. So really our, our whole campaign has been word of mouth. And if somebody tweets me out on Twitter or is found wearing my clothes, I obviously want to connect with them and see if invite them in for a special shopping experience. We do a lot of private styling as well. So, um, for example, we have a lot of the girls that are going back to the reality shows this season. Obviously that's been pushed back too with production. So we have a lot of girls coming back and they're going to get styled for their new seasons. And we put together curated packages of items and we connect them with brands that perhaps they might not have access to otherwise. And we create a whole um, styled look for them for their full season. And they come to us because they know us, they trust us, and we really take care of them. So, and you're going to have to forgive me because I haven't, you know, been styled before. But I, I, so what I understand is happening (laughs) is, you know, you guys have various uh, uh, fashion accessories and things, and, and you might find someone who's wearing one of yours, uh, right. and they might tag you or not. And you might find them, and then you approach them, and you say, listen, would you like to wear more of our stuff or, or work with our brands that we have in our, our where, not warehouse, our, our stable? Uh, and then you can bring them in, give them custom packages for the, according to their style, and then right. hook them up with brands so that they can kind of represent brands and also be able to wear, like you said, cool clothes. Right. And we, you hit it right in the head. You absolutely nailed it. Um, we're, I would say we're like the liaison between the brand and the influencer. And we also, like I said, the other benefit to what we do at Sorrel Boutique is we actually style. So we don't just rely on, you know, them coming in and picking out things. I have something pulled right before their appointment. Um, any of these celebrities, influencers, before they come to the store, we have items pre-pulled or pre-selected through brands. So it is quite the experience versus just being gifted um, a box of whatever a brand would like to give you at that point in time. We really curate it towards the individual. Now, when someone gets styled, is there, is it, there's, are there fees related to that? Like they hire you as a consultant or is it something that comes through the brands? You know, for us, um, we're doing it. We do it complimentary. We've done it in complimentary. Um, I've been in business now for almost going on 14 years with the stores. So I think that's a part of our magic is that we've always offered that service. Um, we're looking to do more private sessions. We, we saw that um, during COVID too, that people were really loving the private sessions for safety for one reason. For two, it's you're getting that personal attention. So we might work that into our, our um, offering soon, but for now it's actually just complimentary. So anybody could come in, they can schedule with us and we will style them. That's awesome. Uh, now, I'm just trying to figure this out. If, if you're not a movie star or a TV star, how do you make your money off sa- sale of clothes? Is that the main thing? Or Right, right. So yeah, so we would, yeah, we, we sell the clothes. We have our, I mean, we don't just style influencers. We also have our general population yeah. that we style and we, we're anybody's welcome. So we build relationships with clients and they come in and we text them. We notify them when new product comes in and they pop in the store and they have their favorite girl usually waiting and ready to show them the new product. That's awesome. How many uh, like showrooms or, or locations do you have? We have three brick and mortar and then our online store. 
Awesome. That's so, really, all really Southern cool. California based. So if you're in Southern California, it's San Clemente, Carlsbad, and Encinitas, California. Oh, great. So mostly Southern, Southern, Southern California. Yes. Uh, I'm in Westlake Village, which is Northern Southern California. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. And are they uh, open to the public or are these kind of private showrooms? Um, these are open to the public. Um, however, um, we are working in the private appointment aspect. So anybody can jump online or DM us and schedule a private appointment and we, they would have full access to the store and one of our stylists. Awesome. 14 years ago, obviously you were right. interested in fashion. How did you get started in this business, in the showroom business, in the styling business? Oh, gosh. Um, all throughout college, I worked retail and I thought, gosh, I could do this um, I, as you do when you're naive and young and you think you can do it. Um, so I just that it really just happened in that way. So I just I actually before 2008, we carried home men's babies, kids and women's clothing. And now after the shift of the recession, we we shifted that all to women. And we condensed that and now we're kind of opening that back up again. We're doing some more home. We're adding some more accessories to our, to our lineup. But yes, yeah, so it just, it just happened to happen to me. And I know that's probably the worst thing to say, but it's just something I fell in love with. It's something I was attracted to. And it was something that I felt at one point I could do on my own. And I did. And then from there, the, the first location was Encinitas. And then we moved to San Clemente and our newest baby is what I like to call them. They're all my babies. Um, is in Carlsbad, California. So that's been there for about a year now. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like you've been pretty active on social media for a long time in your business. Can you describe for us what you're currently doing now to get the word about, grit the word out, excuse me, about your own business and your own styling? Right. So what we're doing is a kind of a showcase of a lot of different things. Um, we're doing, we're still going moving forward with the virtual trunk shows. We've actually canceled all events going forward because of the current situation. So that has been really fun and exciting because if you don't live here, if you live in Spain, if you live in Australia, you can still have access to what we're doing and what we're selling and the, the swirl girl experience, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, so we're doing that. We're still working with our influencers, doing takeovers. Um, we're showcasing the in-store in styling almost daily. We're doing our IGTVs. Okay. Um, we're just, yeah, we're really active. So we just created one for 4th of July. So that's going uh, forward and you're going to see how we actually style customers from A to Z. And so it's a lot of video that we're incorporating into our social media strategy now, as I'm sure a lot of people are. And we just found that that seems to resonate, especially right now when not everybody has access to stores or things weren't open. That's yeah. been a big a big way to express who we are, what we offer, what our brand is, what we stand for is, is been video. Now, a lot of my creator clients are, you know, they're Instagram people, Instagram influencers, and they're reporting various or varied success on Instagram. You know, in the beginning, posts were great. Um, and then stories were really, really popular. And the stories, of course, went, you know, from Snapchat to YouTube. Um, but now people are working on IGTV. However, we're getting mixed results. I recently had a conversation with the vice president of Instagram and he was talking about how much resources Instagram is putting into IGTV. They think that that's the future of the platform. What is, can you give us a report? Have you had success on IGTV? Where has been your success uh, with Instagram? Well, post for sure, but I would say IGTV recently has been our main boost in overall lift in sales has given us um, access to more people. I, I feel like we're getting more views 
it, it's more personal. And I, I feel like there's a shift in Instagram. Everybody doesn't want to see this curated feed of what your life looks like. They want to see what the real deal is, what's going on in store every day, how you're dressing your mannequins and um, what the buying process looks like. So we're trying to incorporate more of who we are as a brand, who we are as individuals and what our day-to-day looks like. So people have more access to the inner workings of what it would be like to own a boutique, be in a boutique and get styled at your favorite boutique. When you are doing your IGTV stories, are you doing it phone native or are you actually having a camera crew? How are you mostly doing it? We've done both. um, But I would say for anybody looking to do that, I think the iPhone works great and just edit you. There's so many editing apps that you can use. And I think to start, if you're concerned about budget or you're somebody new starting out, or you are a store that just wants to look into getting into more IGTV, use your iPhone. It's perfect. Just get, get the new one. You're good to go. Um, I would say, you know, you could do both, but I don't think that it's necessarily needed. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, a great tip. Just go ahead and use that iPhone for your IGTV stories. Right. But you have some more tips for us. Let's say you're an up and coming influencer. You really want to make a mark in this world, this globe. Uh, and you want to also not make the mistakes that other influencers that were coming up made. Do you have some top tips for how to be the best influencer you can be? I think on the micro level, I would start by actually going into the spaces or buying from the companies that you want to partner with. I think getting on their radar, creating content that you actually have to maybe spend a little bit of your own money in order to to get access to those brands and get on their radar. Um, I think that's that would be my first approach and into showcasing what you can do what your numbers are and seeing if they can see a lift in sales from whatever you're posting. But I think there's a common mistake that you just have to email a brand and ask for free things. <laughs> <laughs> and I am sure you, you can attest to that. So we, we get a lot of those per day. I think what you, they, what the influencers are missing sometimes um, and the new ones are what value are you bringing to the brand? And so what can you do for them? And I think that's the best way to get on their radar in order to formulate those partnerships with the brands that you're looking to partner with. And I think being strategic and aligning yourself with the brand partners that align with you and not just jumping for anybody that will want to work with you. I think really kind of honing in on who you are and what direction you're going in is probably the first and foremost that I would suggest to upcoming influencers. Now, Lisa, you mentioned, you know, what value you can bring to the brand. You know, I did a video one time about all about influencers and about, you know, putting together a kid and how to approach uh, brand deals with offerings, you know, leading with value. What is the value? I mean, when you're an up, you may, I, I assume that you're a, a model type or you're someone who likes to wear, you know, fashionable accessories. What kind of value can you offer a brand? Would it be just photos or would it be funny videos on TikTok? Or would, what do you think uh, someone who's coming up could offer that's different than the masses who are trying to get free clothes? Well, just like you said, IGTV. Yeah. Um, if I have an influencer approached me and said, Hey, I would love to do an IGTV. Would you let me wear the clothes and shoot it in your store? And I, obviously that would really work for us. So people that are wanting to create content might want to create content to start in order to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and IGTV, if they're familiar with it, let's say this boutique or brand doesn't have a whole lot of IGTVs or they would welcome them into the space. You would get to meet them. You would get to build the relationship organically and, see what content um, they could produce. I think that's the common mistake is that 
if you don't provide information or you don't provide somebody with analytics or anything that you could do for them and you don't curate it to be something that works for that particular brand because it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I think that's a common mistake as well is is that you have to understand the audience that this brand has. Um, For example, you look at somebody like Kapari. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but yeah, yeah. yeah, they're a beauty brand. So they do light, bright, um, really airy feel. So I would also look at their content and see what kind of content are they producing? Do they want something super moody? Do they want something airy and light? What are they most likely going to regram. So I'd also look at the aesthetic of the brand that you're trying to cater to as well. Awesome. Okay. Um, you know, you've worked with some of the biggest influencers, you know, I want to take the audience a little bit behind the scenes. When you're a top influencer, top, maybe TV star, are you mostly wearing uh, brands clothes? Uh, they're, they're providing to you for free or how, how does that work? I would say yes. <laughs> the, the short answer Ian is yes. Okay. Um, because well. If you are in that top tier, why wouldn't a brand want to um, be seen on on you? So if you are in that top tier, I, I would suggest that most of them are leveraging their platform. Mm-hmm. But I think what is interesting is that we're going to see a huge shift in the industry, especially the fashion industry, that you're going to see all these um, influencer, top tier influencers, as you're talking about, creating their own brands. Okay. Because have that audience to that trusts them is loyal, loves what they're wearing, and we're seeing that now. I think the first uh, I want I don't quote me on this. What hmm. I want to say million dollar plus deal was recently with Nordstroms, and I want to say it was We Were What, and so that that's going to set a precedence for all the influencers going forward. That it might not be brand driven; it might be influencer driven. I see. That, that's my take on the industry and where it's going next. And, you know, it's probably true that it's easier now for individuals, influencers to have their own brands, right? It's just, it's, it's almost as simple as going to a manufacturer. He might do, or she, it might do uh, clothes for a hundred different influencers, right? It, it's it's right. all just like putting your, putting your label on the clothes. Yeah. And I think investors see potential in that because if this influencer already has all these eyes and everyone's purchasing what they're already either showcasing on their Instagram or their numbers are good. Why, why wouldn't they, if they're a fashion girl, why wouldn't they want to um, partner with that person mm-hmm. and potentially make a line? And I think you're going to see a lot more of that. It's already happening mm-hmm. um, because that's a built-in audience where you can sell your, your goods to. Mm-hmm. Now, Lisa, you've been in business for over 14 years. You've probably, I'm going to project here because I've not been there for those 14 years, but you probably made some mistakes. Do you have any mistakes that you made that you learned from that you could let us know about so that upcoming influencers that are listening to the show don't make those same mistakes? So influencers, um, for influencer mistakes, I, I don't have as many, but I would say for, for knowing your audience, I think that's a big one, but that kind of crosses over both both places. Um, knowing your audience, who is your audience? If it's a store for you or how you're buying, you have to know who you're selling your particular goods to or who you're selling to on Instagram. And I think the common mistake and I've made that mistake too, is I've, I've looked at what I've liked and not really looked into what the clientele that is supporting my stores or on my Instagram likes. And I think that's something that you learn as a buyer um, of how to buy for your specific clientele. And even as an influencer, you have to see what your audience is liking. And I would also say be brand uh, transparent. I, I wouldn't suggest selling the same brand uh, let's say, let's go, for example, toothpaste. If you're selling one toothpaste one day and another toothpaste the other day, 
I think your followers are going to get confused. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have some brand continuity and integrity. Mm-hmm. So I would say it might be the quick sale, quick money, but I think you need to really look at the long-term game and look at your long-term goals to establish yourself in this industry. Well, those are great. That's great. Thank you so much for giving this to those uh, to us. Uh, listen, uh, we're going to end the show or coming up here, but I wanted to give the opportunity to the audience to be able to contact you. What are your social media handles, your links, things you want to you know promote so that we can visit your trunk shows and things like that? Right. Uh, so we're on Instagram. We're at Swirl Boutique, S-W-I-R-L Boutique. And then you can find me personally at Lisa Landers Society. And that's kind of my tips and tricks and I do a little bit of coaching on there too. So if anybody's interested, they can always reach out to me there. I'm happy to DM and I just like to help people. So feel free to contact me. Awesome. Lisa, So thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Uh, all you guys, all you creators out there, I hope you got some value of today's talk. By the way, as a reminder, go to iancorzine.com to get all the answers to your social media questions that you may have. And please remember to subscribe to the Social Media Law Podcast with Ian Corzine. And if you could rate the show on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, let us know, help us, you know, skyrocket up the charts. We'd really, really appreciate it. All right, that's enough for today. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you all next week. The coupon code for your legal document templates is IANBIG20. IANBIG20. Go to iancorzine.com for your legal templates, enter in the coupon code, and you're going to get 20% off.